Good morning, Ray. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome hey, to Tammy can... for a change. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. So I am excited to talk to you. I talked to your daughter, Tam, back in March, and we had a great oh, interview. And yeah. she suggested that I have you on. And so I'd like to start by you just telling myself and our listeners a little about yourself. Okay. Uh, basically, I am a medical intuitive. I've had the gift since I was nine years old to an unfortunate accident. Well, <laughs> fortunate in this particular case, I was run over by a truck. Oh, my goodness. And, Yes. And from that point on, I could see the other side. And my gift was I could see medical stuff happening all the time. I don't do the traditional stuff. Uh, I do some emotional work, but not a whole lot. Mine is basically I can see inside your body. I literally can go inside your heart, look at all the valves, all of that stuff, what's happening. Same thing with any organ as well as the fact that uh, I'm a Celtic shaman, so therefore I can actually talk to each and every organ. It tells me exactly what's going on. If you have a, I don't know, a liver problem, I'm just using that as an example. I might say to the liver, okay, what's happening? What's going on? Why are you under duress? It might return something saying, gee, I am full of mercury or this or that or whatever it is, and that sort of thing. What would you like me to do? Can I do a uh, cleanse? can't do a cleanse i'm not strong enough right now i i need uh, to be fed what would you like to be fed and so on and so on and so on you get the gist of wow what i do that is fascinating yeah, yeah that fascinating. that's i do I, it all I, over i'll be honest oh, ray i've never heard of such a thing i never knew there was such a thing yeah well there are I am told there are about between 20 and 25 of us that can do this type of work in the United States. I'm sure there are more all over the world. I, but in the United States, uh, you, I'm sure you've probably heard of the medical medium. Have you, yes. Uh, he does the same thing. He's basically from Maine as well. Originally, he's a Maine boy. I think uh, Machias, as I remember, which is a couple hundred miles north of me. Huh. Uh, he, he basically does. He and I are on the same page, but his mission is different than mine. His mission is to get it out to the world, all right? So he writes books, he does blogs, he does all of that kind of podcast, all that kind of stuff. Very uh, intelligent man, uh, really, really uh, does a great job. And what? So you may not know this about me, but I'm kind of an all-natural girl. I really don't like slathering my body with a bunch of chemicals. That's why I love Native. Native body wash, native deodorant, and now they have native toothpaste, which I have not tried yet, but it is on my list. Their products are paraben-free, they are sulfate-free, and they are cruelty-free. It's not a chemistry experiment, people. It's deodorant and body wash. That's why I love native. Anyway, basically, uh, we do the same type of thing. My mission is basically when people have uh, cancer, when they have things that are really, really, uh, at, they're at the end of their rope and the allopathic community can't help them, I can get very specific for them and say, okay, here's what we need to do to get you get you going. And we have very good success at doing that. It, we, can't, we don't like to use the word cure because technically that's not legal. Even doctors can't do that. I, from what I'm told, but we like to say we can get you through this and get it into remission. 
And we've had very, very good success at doing that. Everything from cancer to uh, name it, MS, all of that kind of thing. Basically wow. what I do, what I do is we test the body to see if you actually want to be fixed. Because there are many people who do not want to be fixed. They say they do, but we have a way that uh, Spirit has showed me so that we can test you with kinesiology, muscle testing, if you will. And uh, we can see if you actually want to be fixed or if you prefer being that so that you can, for lack of a more polite way to say this, uh, so that you can actually, uh, you actually get the attention. I can give you an example from many, many years ago, a lady who had MS. So I went in there to see her and I talked to her for a little bit and I said, okay, please tell me in your absolute best voice that you want to be uh, fixed. Okay. So she sticks her arm out. Kinesiology is muscle testing and she was very strong, which meant she was positive. She wanted to be fixed. Now I said, look, will you allow me to press on some certain spots on the back part of your head where I will disconnect the front part, your logical part of your brain, and I'm going to go to the unconscious mind. I said, now you tell me in your best voice that you want to be fixed. And with tears in her eyes, and all, I mean, she's holding on right there. I want to be fixed, et cetera, et cetera. I've had this for 10 years, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And I just laid one finger in her arm and it went weak. Okay. So now she started, she cried a lot. I let her go for a little bit. And then I, uh, I finally stopped her because her heart was thumping so bad. And then I said, will you allow me to put my hand on your heart? And I do that from the backside, not the front, because chakras go all the way through. And I put my hand back there and I listen to spirit. They'll tell me what's going on. I'll pull out some emotion and I immediately got an answer. But I asked her, OK, what happened 10 years ago in, I think it was the month of July or something like that. More crying started, more crying. And finally, she, you know, she told me because I, I knew what the answer was, but I wanted her to tell me. She says, well, my husband had an affair. I sucked it up. I didn't approach him on it. I stayed and blah, blah, blah. Well, basically what that boils down to is that poor lady was under duress and she didn't realize she was doing this. Now, nobody does it on purpose, but she said, well, I'm going to fix you. I'm going to get sick. You're going to have to take care of me forever from now on, uh, which is what happened. Well. I mean, this is very blunt talk here, but that's really the way it is. And if there are any other healers listening to this, they all know that that is the truth. It's not unusual, not unusual. Wow. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so let me ask you this. I'd like to go back to you were hit by a truck. How old were you? And when Nine. did you start realizing something had changed? I was uh, run over by a truck and I and they take me to the hospital. And I got to remember, this is 1954. And you were how old then, right? Nine. 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 So they took me to the hospital, and back then all they had was an x-ray, and they x-rayed me said, well, nothing's broke, looks okay, uh, we'll keep them overnight, make sure nothing's going on. I, they said, keep them home from school for a couple of days and send them to school. Okay, so I, that night I'm laying in bed, kind of in a almost fetal position under the blankets, and then all of a sudden you know some, you know, somebody's watching you, so to speak, you kind of get that feeling. And I looked at the end of the bed and holy cow, I could see four spirits standing right there and they're talking. And I, of course, I was nine years old. So I screamed, ma, 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 you know, that typical <laughs> thing. And yeah. The, 
the good mom comes over and says, oh, she looks under the bed. She does, you know, all that kind of stuff, being the, the good mom that she is. And they say, oh, must have just been a dream, blah, 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 and all of that kind of stuff. And anyway, I put up with that for a long, long time, you know, until my father had to get a little bit tough with me so that that way I would, you know, go to sleep. I'm not sure I did that I did sleep. But anyway, from that point on, all of a sudden, I was doing all kinds of things. I I could just stand next to you, and I knew everything that was going on uh, medically. Wow. Okay. And anyway, it went on from there. I it was a very difficult path for me because I was raised in a very religious family. Couldn't talk about it, but on the other hand, I created myself a problem without realizing because I would want to help people. I'm standing next to him and say, do you know, blah, 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 you know, and so that created a problem with the person because I had no social skills. I didn't do it in the right place. <laughs> so I would, I would catch it from the people, catch it from my parents. And then uh, I went to a, a Catholic school. So that was a challenge anyway. And on and on and on it was, it was not fun for the first few years. So what made you keep keep uh, going, Ray? I guess why when you were a kid and you were kind of being, I don't know, shunned and you know people were not they were getting upset with you for doing this. What made you keep going? You know what? I do not know. I honestly do not know. I just thought I had to for a while, but then I thought you know I started to shut it down. I, you know, because I was the unusual kid, you know, knew all of that type of thing. Uh, I don't know what to say, to be perfectly honest with you. Cause I kind of set it away because it was a tough childhood for me. Yeah. You know, when I went, to, when I went to school, it was difficult because I just could feel people stuck when I was sitting in the classroom, that sort of thing. Uh, and I was not particularly a great student because, uh, I was bored to death with all the stuff that was going on. I was listening to all the the the, the kids around me and all that kind of thing. So, and distracted, I'm sure. Yeah, at, at the very least, I spent more time in the mother superior's office than I did in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I was definitely a challenge for them. I really was. You know. Did your anyway, that, did anybody ever come around to like your parents? Did they realize that you knew what you were talking about? Uh, well, again, keep in mind, very, very religious people. All yeah. right. This was considered stuff of, of demons and devils and et cetera, et cetera. So we just couldn't discuss it. We just couldn't discuss it. it uh, they did the best they could with the knowledge they had at the time. That's the only thing I can say. I don't blame them. Because, you know, they, they were very religious people. Uh, they did the best with the knowledge they had at the time. That's the only thing I can say. Sure. You know? sure. And uh, I guess it made me a better person because I paid attention a lot. I studied. My big pleasure in life is helping people. That is what makes me feel good. What do they say? It makes me good, feel good all under. If you will. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? great. That sort of thing. And uh, to me, that's what does it for me, you know. And Can now you... I'm in a good. Uh, oh, go go ahead. ahead. I say now I'm in a good position because yeah. you know I, I I went through all my life all of that sort of thing. I have a great. I live in a great place that's uh, secluded, uh, and so therefore it allows me to have a lot of people come to my house to get private readings. I work on medical doctors, uh, nurses, 
psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, name a, a uh, profession, and we've worked with them. Wow. So yeah. can, you, can you see your own medical issues as well? Very little of it. Very little of it. I'm, I'm actually, I'm making an effort now so that I can help myself. But to be perfectly honest with you, uh, what I do is right now I have a particular medium that I know that helps me every once in a while for myself personally. Because when you got to remember, when I got run over, that took and fouled up all my hips and my lower back and all of that sort of thing. So that bothers me every once in a while. So I have sure. to get help, that sort of thing. Uh, generally, though speaking, my health is very good. I uh, really, all I take, I don't take any medications at all. I uh, supplements, that's basically it. Uh, and that is it. That is my life. I tried, I've uh, limited now to working just Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But on the other hand, if I have somebody that's in dire need and they can only have, you know, Fridays, I'll do Friday if that's what I got to do, that sort of thing. Yeah. And do you... uh, we can do. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask you. So, so when you're, when you were first um, doing this, do you remember like, did you feel like you had died when the truck ran you over or, and you were kind of saw the other side or do you remember I went, any of that? I do. I went quick. It happened extremely, extremely quickly for me. Okay. Some people will be in a coma for a long time and all that type of thing. For me, it was not, I can remember all of a sudden I'm under the truck. I could see the differential come up, cranked me in the head. I could feel an extreme pressure on my back. I laid there for a little bit and then I stood right back up. I stood mm. right back up. In the meantime, what I did is I shot right up to the gate and they said, you're not going to die now. You have work to do. So I came back. Wow. That's, that's all I can remember. That's all I can remember. Fascinating. And I've had many, many near deaths, many near deaths. I, five different times. They kept trying to wake me up so that I could do this at a younger age because I've really realistically only been uh, active actively doing it all the time 20-ish years thereabouts you know i would do it off and on but never really full time if you will yeah oh my goodness that's so fascinating so i'm i'm gonna try to get into some of the questions i usually ask but i'm just fascinated by all of this um what do you think ray um like you said what lifts yourself is just helping others um, and what, what do you do to, um, for random acts of kindness? I mean, it seems like this is pretty <laughs> specific acts of kindness to help somebody with their medical issues. It's hard for me to even ask that question. <laughs> no, that's okay. I do it two different ways. All right. If you drastically need the help and you're out of money, I'll do it pro bono. I'll absolutely do it pro bono, tell you what to do. At that sort of thing. That's the first thing that I do. Second thing is my favorite way of helping people is if I'm in a restaurant, I'll go out there to eat and I see somebody come in with two or three kids and that sort of thing. Before I leave, I'll come up, I'll go to the table. They don't know who the heck I am and I'll put a $50 bill down or something like that. I like to do it that way as opposed to give it to huge organizations because I have a hard time putting up with a, an organization that the CEO makes 1.2 million a year as a car and all these other benefits and that sort of thing. And these, and these kids really actually need the help. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, so I do a lot of that kind of stuff. And I do a fair amount of pro bono 
You know, it's, like I said, uh, I can remember, gee, I'm going to say a couple of years ago, I had a gentleman come down. He had stage four prostate cancer in his bones and all over the place. And, and uh, so I tested him to see if he really wanted to live. He did. And he was in his 60s, that sort of thing. And what we did is we gave him a protocol to do it. He says, look, I got no money, no nothing. So I can't come down here all the time, you know, because he lived 250 miles away from me. Oh, and uh, so I told him, I said, okay, here's the deal. I said, you pay me for this one thing and I'll take care of you to, till we get you through this. And I was, I'm going to say two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago. I'm not positive. because After I've read somebody, I forget all this stuff within a couple of hours because I can't carry everybody's stress. Sure. I'd be dead myself. Sure. Anyway, uh, I know him and his wife went, geez, I can't remember what country it was. They've done all that sort of thing. They're, they're fine. They're I think they're living in Florida, either Arizona or Florida right now. Oh, you know, that wow. sort of thing. It can wow. be done, but you nearly, you have what happens. You really want to live. You have to, we have to figure out if you really, really want to be here. And that's, that is the key. That's why I like doing one-on-one. That's why I like doing one-on-one. So I'm going to ask you this and it might be a stupid question, but do you, does the person have to be in your presence? Do they have to be right next to you for you to feel it and know what's going on? with them no nope not at all i do a lot of readings in australia the uk name a country i've done readings right from here in maine as long as i can give me permission then i can see you you. the testing with the muscles and things i don't need to do that that is more for their benefit than it is for mine i can i I can tell yeah that is more so because you've got to remember, a lot of people will come to me and they say, you're a healer, huh? You know, and they got their arms crossed and they're questioning this, this, and all that sort of thing. And I tell them, no, I'm not doing the healing. You're going to do the healing. All I got to do is tell you what the heck is wrong, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh. and, and generally, by the time we're done and we've, I've told them things about themselves that nobody else seems to know, they, they generally will say, okay. I'll do this or I won't, you know, but 99% of the time they will, they'll follow through with it. So this question just popped into my head and I don't know if it's, it's uh, pertinent to you or not, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you see healing for our country? Actually, yes, this is a global reset. This is absolutely a global reset. Uh, When people call it a pandemic, I truly believe that. I truly believe that what happened is, is uh, right now, this is a stirring. So the, to get rid of a lot of the negative forces that are around the people who are taking advantage of everybody. Uh, I don't like to get political, but I will throw this out there. We have a gentleman at the helm right now that is stirring the pot and he is meant to be here to stir the pot, to get things going. Granted, he's not a polite guy for ladies. God almighty. I wish his politics, I mean, not his politics, his, uh, uh, language is a little bit better, that sort of thing. But he is getting a lot of things done. You know, he took the economy to a 50-year high, and now it's down because of this corona pandemic. It's a global reset. I absolutely am convinced in my heart of hearts that it will actually get better. It will actually get better. Uh, it can't stay like this forever. Think about sure. this. I went to my chiropractor. Good, good example. Is a lady that's in her mid-50s, 
And uh, like she said, boy, the best thing that ever happened to me, I got to stay home with my family, my kids, forced vacation for five weeks. All of a sudden, I realized that I'm working like a crazy person. I adjusted my hours so that I can still help my clients do all my work. Now I can take, I take time with my family. I do all that sort of thing. And I think the truth be known, that's happening to a lot of people. And, truth be known. You know, and that's what I've said since the beginning of the pandemic. And now through the, you know, everything that's going on with the unrest uh, because yep. due to racial issues i i've said it through the whole thing you know we are going through all this please let's take all of the good things that we're learning and take them with us you know don't don't just go well back to whatever quote-unquote normal is but really take those things with you the time you want to spend with your family and friends that you couldn't and uh going outside and getting back in touch with nature because you're sick of being in your house, you know, take all of that with you and, and continue to do those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it is. You know, calm things down a bit. This racial unrest is too bad. I know they talk about uh, black lives matter. All lives matter. God almighty. Uh, I know. I don't know if that's politically correct to say that or not, but all lives matter. My and, goodness. And I believe, you know, I, we don't want to get into, like you said, a political discussion, but I believe that is exactly what they're saying. It's just been for so long that that they have felt that they didn't matter, that we're yep. finally getting to a point. I just I just interviewed a guy, Jerry, one of my good friends on, um, and a black man, and he was talking about that and said, you know, it's been yep. for so long that we didn't matter, that it's not that we yep. don't think all lives matter. It's it's that we have to, everyone has to matter. And they felt like they didn't for so long. Absolutely. I don't I totally to understand. talk for anyone though. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk for anyone. You know, I didn't, I didn't live that life. Nope. Neither did I. Uh, I, you know, the thing is, is for me, it was always trying to look for, I've always been in service it didn't matter. Even when I was not doing my work, I was HVAC tech and it was always go out and find a way to make it happen, find a way to help them out, find a way to make it as, as reasonably a cost as possible, et cetera, et cetera. I've always been in service. So you got to care about people. Yes. I tell a lot of people, how can I be a better? I said, look, if you're kind to your neighbors, you're a good person, you help out. It, you don't need a be going there, hug them every minute and all that sort of thing. But just be the, the guy that, you know, has that pleasant smile, has that, uh, what's the right word, the right attitude. There you go. The right attitude. How easy is that? How easy yeah. is that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What What do you believe the world needs the most right now, Ray? Like the song. You need love. You need yeah. love. It's not yeah. any more complicated than that. My goodness. Wow. Uh, I was no different for a portion of my life. God almighty. I, I was so focused on work and trying to get things done that I did. You know, you would ignore people that just absolutely needed two minutes of your time to stand there, just stand there and listen to them. Yeah. Listen, how difficult is that? How difficult right. is that? So I'm trying to make up for it. That's trying. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be 76 years old here in the fall. Oh. And uh, 
And, uh, you know, they, I've been told by spirit, I'm going to be here a long time to go. I've got a long time to go because I got to help a lot of people and I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. By the way, I forgot to mention my website, thehealthmedium.com. The Thank medium. you. I was going to ask about that. Healthmedium.com. Yeah. Yeah. I will put that in the show notes. What I, I need to ask you this, because I'm sure there was a lot of this, especially when you were younger and, and were struggling with, you know, what was going on with you. You know, everybody compares themselves to others. And yep. what did you do to what strategies did you use, Ray, to not compare yourself to others and just go, this is what I need to do? Well, I got to be perfectly honest with you. It took a good while before I could get to that point. I will tell you some personal stuff right now. When I was about 14, if I could find the alcohol, I drank it. Yeah. Because I just wanted to calm the voice down. I wanted to be the normal guy. Okay. And I was lucky. I met the lady when I was young. Uh, 16 ish, somewhere in there, that, that, that was going to be my wife. She was a very strong lady, helped me calm my drinking down, got it down. So I, I finally became a social drinker as opposed to, you know, having to see the bottom of the bottle and all that kind of thing. Yes. That really helped me. And then finally, as I matured, as I matured, it just started to make sense to me. Okay. Okay. I got to do this here. And I would do little random acts of stuff that people didn't know, yeah. you know, fix something that didn't need to be fixed and not charge them for it. Just do, I mean, that needed fixing, but wasn't a real, real problem. I just sort of do it and say, okay, that's it. And move on, you know, that type of things. That's what I did for me. What did, to make you, what me did your wife do that, that made you go, well, this have that wake up call, I guess. What did she do? Actually, she was a very uh, strong lady, very strong lady. We can't do this. Can't afford this. You're going to have to, you need to, you know, that type of thing. Typical, typical uh, lady in charge. And I say in charge, I consider that a compliment. I didn't consider myself henpecked. I considered myself with a strong person. Right. Okay. Right. It was important. For me, it's important. I'm, I'm all for ladies being strong. The lady I am with now. A lady I'm with right now, very strong lady, very uh, intelligent. That's what I want. I don't think most men want somebody that uh, is a yes person. I really don't. Sure, I truly sure. don't. Do. I know. Kind of backwards to what you'd think. <laughs> I know. <laughs> men don't have a good reputation of, of uh, trying to pay attention to that sort of thing. But I recall there was a show on TV called House. Do you remember that? I do. Way back yeah, he always said a three married should marry a three, a nine should marry a nine, and that sort of thing. One of the things that I do for all my readings, the first thing I do is I read your brain, okay? I read your brain on a scale of one to 12. 12 means you're using it all. The average person is only a three or a four, wow. okay? So, and there's nothing wrong with that, being average, okay? But then on the other hand, I mean, I'll, I'll read people that are nines and tens right off. Okay, so now if their partner comes with them and he's a four or she's a four, we know that there's going to be problems down the road because, you know, when we're younger, we look at this physical, physical piece of meat. Let's call it that our bodies. And that's yes. the attraction when you first start. Okay, but you know what? At some point in time, you actually got to be able to talk. 
you, this is not all about the, the physical intimacy and all that sort of thing, although it's an extremely important part of the marriage. But it isn't all about that. You've got to be able to actually talk. You know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Very important. Yeah, I'm sort of. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, what number am I? Can you tell? Oh, I can if you allow me in. You're just going to allow me in right now? I will allow you in right now. Okay, just at the brain. You're an 8.7, 8.7, way above average, way wow. above average. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but you have the DNA to be an 11.5. You're, you're missing. <laughs> yeah, you're missing a lot of stuff in your body. I'm what? You're missing a lot of uh, minerals oh. and stuff in your body and the right vitamins, all that kind of stuff. I mean, okay. that's what I. That's how I do a reading. In other words, I read each and every organ and say, okay, it's missing this. It's missing this. It's missing this. This is what you're going to need. And this is your protocol, basically. Wow. That is Most amazing. Of, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So we need to get, we need to get, try to get back into some of these questions. I, I okay. just find this so fascinating. I'm having a hard time staying focused on what I usually ask people, Ray. Well, there aren't a lot of us around. Seriously, to get as deep as we do. And I have to give a little plug for Dr. Christiane Northrup. I don't know whether you know her at all. I do not, she's but Christiane Northrup. Yeah, Christiane Northrup. She's a medical doctor, and uh, she's a woman's health expert, actually. She's, been, uh, she's actually a light worker. She's been doing it. Oh, my goodness. She's my age, but she started before me. She, she was fighting before me, so to speak. Uh, I'm going to say she's been doing it 35 years, maybe even more. Wow. Anyway, she was no BGYN. But the thing is, is uh, when I came back to Maine, she called me for a reading. I didn't know who she was. I did a, she came over. I did a reading for her. And she says, wow, you're the real deal. Uh, and all of that. And I says, yes, I am. She says, what well, you, we should get you to be more out there because I did readings, but I didn't go all over the world. Anyway, uh, we went out to supper and uh, she had her phone on and she would, she was asking me questions. She recorded me. She put me on Facebook. And when I got back home that night, I had 150 readings to do. Oh my and, goodness. Well, she has four point something million followers or some darn big number like that. Maybe it's 5 million now, but whatever. A lot of people. And uh, so she helped me, you know, she would, she has a blog uh, every Wednesday, a podcast, I guess you call them that sort of thing. And she would plug me in there and that sort of thing. So I, as I said, I've done readings all over the world, all over the world. That's amazing. So yeah. can you tell us what, what was the, I guess, craziest one that one that shocked you the most? Can you talk about that? Uh, hmm. You know what? Nothing. Well, oh God, no, I can't tell you about that one because <laughs> that, that one, it's not one that you want to, if you were in front of me, I'd say, okay, we'll talk about that one. But, uh, well, no, because the thing, there are stuff that, that is involved sex and all that other thing that I hear a lot of that. Oh, but sure. as far as, uh, I don't know. There are many, many things I've heard. I've heard everything from uh, cults that were doing, you know, people had to unload their little red wagon, if you will, cults that involved uh, sacrificial 
Oh, stuff. And uh, as you know, it's out there in public right now, but I've actually had clients that were involved in all of that, trying to mm -hmm. get rid of that, and that sort of thing. So like, that was the first time I hit that was like 20 years ago, thereabouts. Yeah, thereabouts. And that one shocked me way back then. I mean, I've heard it, everything from incest to I can't <sighs> – I can't begin to give you all the examples. I sure. can't, you know, there's just so many. And now it's not shocking. Thank God my, my guides, uh, the ones who help me so that I, I can remain stable through all of this. And like I say, within two hours after they left, that is gone from my psyche, from my memory. You know, I, uh, so that that way I, I can remain sane doing all of this. Uh, let me tell you something about saying that you, you will appreciate as a lady. All right. There's a thing in the brain called a corpus callosum. That is okay. basically the thing that where the right brain can talk to the left brain. Okay. So a woman has five connections up there. A man has only one. Now, that is the main reason a man should realize he will never win a verbal battle with a woman. <laughs> And also why we're such good multitaskers. That's the point that I wanted to say. Here's what I tell ladies. Look, you're the lover, the birther of babies. You're the grocer, the driver, and probably even have a job. Okay? Now, you, so that you don't go insane, you have to be able to get to a lot, part, a lot of parts of your brain at the same time without creating a problem. You know? And it makes a big difference. And I had it confirmed by I, I bought a computer this is a couple of years ago i bought a laptop and i was having trouble with it brand new one i went back to best buy i'm standing in line it was a lady tech anyway the guy in front of me is giving her a rash of crap and the guy behind me says give her the damn computer she'll fix it you know <laughs> and i'm thinking to myself oh my goodness there's going to be a fight so i backed out of the line a little bit the guy handed the computer to the lady and she took a i don't know three four minutes and said here you go. So I went ahead. I handed her my computer. I told her what the problem is. She said, stand right here. She says, you don't need to leave it. We'll fix it for you. Anyway, I turned around. And I talked to the man behind me. And he says, you know about the corpus callosum? I said, yes, I do. He says, well, I'm a brain surgeon. He says, I work on these things. all <laughs> You don't oh. have to explain at all. So it was a confirmation. It was a confirmation. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's amazing. So the lady listening in the audience there will probably appreciate that <laughs> yeah that's great so we we are running out of time Ray. but i just want to i just want to acknowledge you first for all the work you're doing and for dedicating your life however much of it it's been to helping others and to you know for everything that you're doing to help people with their medical issues and and their and their psychic you know their mental issues as well that's amazing so i want to acknowledge you for that thank you thank you i also want to ask you if you have any questions for me and if there's anything you just want to talk about that i haven't already you know questioned you on not really i think you get a general gist of who i am and what i do and uh how my life is basically my life is Help people feel good, enjoy some golf. I love nature walks, uh, all of that type of thing. I don't pretend to be a saint. 
I still have a martini at the end of the day. Uh, all of that. I'm a regular guy, really. I'm yeah. a regular guy. I'm just using the gift that I was given. That's amazing. Well, I am so uh, glad we made the connection, Ray. And thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. Thank you for offering. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You as well. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.